Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. Not sure if you were listening to the gospel or not this morning. It's hardly a picture of cheer, is it? We're still with John the Baptist. Last week is... Reverend Jeff outlined for us, John the Baptist was was firing on all cylinders, taking on Pharisees and Sadducees. You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bold faith, fiery preaching, large crowds. This week, we find John the Baptist languishing in a dank, dark cell tormented with self-doubt. That's what isolation can do to us, which is what makes solitary confinement such a cruel punishment. John's agitated, pacing, questioning, feeling pretty disappointed, I'm guessing. He's there because he had the courage to speak out against Herod's marriage to his sister-in-law. So when John the Baptist hears what Jesus is up to, he needs some reassurance that he's been on the right track. He sends word by his disciples asking, are you the one who is to come or are we to wait for someone else? It's a question of a man in deep anguish. So why, why do we hear this story about anguish and disappointment now? What's it got to do with the baby Jesus? I mean, the truth is, in church land, we struggle at the best of times to name our disappointments. Hard for you and me sometimes to name what might not have panned out for us quite as we had hoped. It's especially challenging at this time of the year as we get ready for Christmas. I mean, Christmas is all about anticipation and excitement, right? Gifts and grog and get-togethers. Tis the season to be jolly. So to talk about anguish and disappointment can seem like raining on the parade. Only for a lot of folk at this time of the year, Anguish is only too personal and only too real. Check out the number of people sleeping rough in our neighbourhood or lining up at food banks all over this country or stopping in at Cathedral Cafe. If nothing else, honesty summons us to name the disappointment and anguish that a lot of folk, too many folk, are living at this time of the year. And not only those suffering as a result of financial hardship, there are other hardships we encounter that can be just as hard to bear at this time of the year. Health issues, broken relationships, painful anniversaries. So perhaps hearing about John in prison this morning plagued with doubt. 
helps us to embrace not only our dreams, but our disappointments. All the disappointments that too many folk are living right now. Only Jesus loves John, loves us too much to leave us in our disappointment. So Jesus tells John's disciples, go back and tell John what's going on, as Eugene Peterson translates in the message. The blind see, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the wretched of the earth. Learn that God is on their side. Is this what you were expecting? Then count yourself most blessed. Here's the evidence, says Jesus to John. Now you do the math. I think John was struggling. I think as many of us struggle with God's ways being so often understated, so quiet. So ordinary that we end up missing them. John was living the dark night of the soul, of Saint, as St. John of the Cross was later to put it. Perhaps because John was expecting more from Jesus. Someone much more high profile, someone better at keeping the power brokers on side, much better at sticking up for himself. This Jesus is simply not doing the things that John had been taught that the Messiah would do. Perhaps we too have some of the difficulties that John has. I mean, we're attracted to strength as well. The World Cup is case in point. And so we look for a strong Messiah, one who helps those who help themselves, one who can strut the corridors of power, one who looks good in a business suit. And instead, John, like us, gets Jesus. One who in John's eyes is not quite cutting it. After all, when Jesus sends a report to John and what he's been up to, he talks about the nobodies. The blind, the lame, the lepers, the deaf, the wretched, outcasts, losers in the world's eyes. Hardly folk that are going to threaten the movers and shakers in Jesus' day. They're the ones, in fact, who the movers and shakers are grinding under. They're the ones who can barely look after themselves, let alone look after anyone else. So what's Jesus on about? When all John is asking for this morning and that dank, dark cell is some sign, some indication that Jesus is in fact the one he's been waiting for. And Jesus points to outcasts, outcasts of different stripes. What was Jesus on about? Well, perhaps John is now experiencing personally something that those whom Jesus has just named have experienced themselves. 
What John now has in common with the people that Jesus identifies is that John himself is now in a position of need, of absolute dependence upon God. Sure, I mean, he'd been a man of extraordinary faith. He'd been an awesome preacher. He enjoyed a huge following. Yet now he finds himself pacing the the cramped confines of a dismal cell. Doubting, voiceless, isolated. He now knows his utter need of God. And so he finds himself in a similar place to the blind, the lame, the lepers, the deaf, and the wretched. Those who have nothing to crow about except God's mercy, God's grace, and God's protection. John the Baptist is now where they are. And perhaps this is why John finishes up his message to John with these curious words. Blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. What does Jesus mean? Blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. Or perhaps it's this, that to the extent we rely merely on our own resources, to the extent that we see ourselves as having sole charge of our lives, to the extent that we tell ourselves we have earned it all, to that extent, we're likely to take offence at Jesus. Jesus, the one born in a barn. Jesus, the one who hung out with losers. Jesus, the one who died the humiliating death of a criminal and all for you and all for me. That's going to cut right across any sense of self-sufficiency, of having made it ourselves, of being entitled to what we have. And so we too will likely be offended. Blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. And of course this unsettles us and threatens us. It scares us, it certainly does me. And so we find ourselves hiding behind our kids' achievements, our pension plans, our homes. Until. Until words like divorce or cancer or downsizing force on us a whole new way of looking at things. And we discover that we are just as fragile, just as vulnerable, just as frightened as anyone else. And perhaps it's at these moments that, like John, we can hear Jesus' words as words of comfort. We discover afresh that this baby born in a barn came to share our lives, all our dreams and all our disappointments that we may know the truth of God's promise to be God Emmanuel, God with us, and God for us forever. Here's what Oscar Romero, former Archbishop of El Salvador, 
gunned down while celebrating Mass on March the 24th, 1980, wrote. No one can celebrate a genuine Christmas, he said, without being truly poor in spirit. The self-sufficient, the proud, those who, because they have everything, look down on others, those who have no need even of God. For them, there'll be no Christmas. Only the poor, the hungry, those who need someone to come on their behalf will have that someone. And that someone is God. Emmanuel, God with us. Without poverty of spirit, there can be no abundance of God. Blessed are those who know their need of God. So just to wrap up, I began by saying that Matthew's picture of John the Baptist and all his anguish this morning might seem a bit out of place at this time of the year. Or perhaps, and perhaps not. Where we live in this in-between time of Jesus' first coming as a baby and his coming again in glory. Where we too, like John, may be struggling ourselves with anguish and disappointment, whether we're disappointed in ourselves and those we love, maybe even in God. In those moments, please know that whatever our disappointments, God is not disappointed in us. Know that God comes to us, strengthens us in our weakness, embraces us in our insecurity, comforts us in our fear. God in Christ Jesus came not for the strong and the proud, but for the weak and the vulnerable. God in Jesus Christ came for us and for us all. In the name of God, creator, redeemer and sanctifier, Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ Church Cathedral. Audio editing and original theme by Eduardo Farias. We hope you join us again soon. Have a blessed day.